All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite set. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? Good evening, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel Labana. And I'm David Uyoa. And back with us again, uh, we're going to make this an annual thing. So we got to think about which one we're going to do next year. Uh, <laughs> is uh, Gabby and Peter, welcome. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks for having us back. Super stoked. Yeah. To yeah, so uh, for for those interested, uh, if, if you end up liking this episode, uh, Gabby and Peter were both on Trick or Treat last year, so you can go yeah. back and listen to that. Um, unfortunately, I mean, we did it last year, so we, we're not going to do it again this year. Uh, <laughs> but watch it because it's 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 pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, so this year we are doing something that they suggested last year, uh, which is Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. So um, I was going to go into the why I think this movie is often um, underappreciated. But Peter was about to do that off air. So I think I'm going to let you do it, Peter. Well, uh, right off the top, like we should basically, in case people haven't seen it, give them like a general, you know, idea of what the movie is. So I think to answer your question and to do that, Dave, the idea is that this is a sequel to Halloween one and two, and yet not right. in the sense that okay. it is if Halloween one and two, the original ones are kind of like a two part story mm-hmm. split up over two movies. This is meant to be by all for all intents and purposes, a new chapter or new story in a series of films titled Halloween. So it was a marketing problem, right? It's a, it's a fun 80s uh creepy you know weird halloween movie that actually is about halloween yes and um and unfortunately because of the way it was marketed and did not have called part three halloween three and did not have a michael myers story in it it's like people just i think i would assume just shut off like you it, it was like it's like saying you know hey we're going to Taco Bell and they're all out of tacos, but they have great fried chicken. You like fried chicken, <laughs> but you didn't come here for that. And so now you're fucked up with it. You're like, I was in the mood for tacos. So I it's think like, this is like movie, going to the, the, the Kentaco hut on Flagler. True. You can you know? do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So to me, this movie is, uh, uh, unfortunately it carries all this weight. It has nothing to do with the actual movie itself. But the movie is an, a super original story, and uh, it deals with, you know, the origins of Halloween or, or you know, themes and legends around Halloween. And um, and it's got such a great 80s vibe in so many ways. Everything from, like, the music is fantastic. The uh, the, the designs are super of the time. The, the cast and this- the choices and the script writing and the lines delivered – 
Scott, yeah, there's one scene I just watched. I just watched right before this. There's the scene where I don't want to skip ahead too much, but there's a scene at the end where Tom Atkins, who plays Dr. Chalice, the main character, he's watching something terrible happen to one of the kids, and he just does this. Oh, oh my god, dude! I made like I have a note specifically that just says fists, dude. To, like this this movie, it uh, it what's amazing about this movie is is while it does absolutely encapsulate so much 80s it never crosses that really thin line that we always talk about when something becomes like offensively 80s mm -hmm. like it, it it is very much just a moment in time movie you watch this and you know that it was filmed in the early 80s they didn't have to do the thing where they were pushing that it was in the 80s because you just watch it and you know this movie Reminds me a lot, um, and it's funny because as I was as as I was beginning to really really get into horror and kind of like dig down into it, the first franchise that that I uh, made this kind of comparison with was Blair Witch. So while the more accurate one would be to say Book of Shadows, if suffers from the season of the witch effect, I always kind of reverse it. Um, this is a this is a decent little fun Halloween horror movie but it got packaged wrong the same thing happened with Blair Witch Book of Shadows there's a decent movie within Book of Shadows but then when you try to cram it into the Blair Witch universe things get wonky and that's what we got here you know this is the idea I suppose was that after John Carpenter did the first two of Michael Myers this was supposed to become an anthology film series where they were just going to drop a Halloween movie like every year uh, and so, but the, so the, yeah, like you said, the first two are like part one and part two of the same story. They did something similar on American Horror Stories recently, where every episode was supposed to be kind of standalone, but the first two were the rubber woman. And but then it then it was like, all right, now we're done with her. We eventually will loop back around because we're American Horror Story. But yeah, man, if you would just release this and called it Season of the Witch, Season of the Witch. I, I really think that this would be a movie that people would look back on and be like, oh, God, I remember that movie from when I was a kid. That's so great. And by it's, the way, now, I, I think it's happening already. Yeah, there it is. Pe exactly. People are are going back to this and saying, you know what? Um, we were too close to it when it was released in 82. Um, let's look back on it now because now it's it's at that point where it's like that neo vintage, you know, the merch Where, is yeah. too good, David. We have to like <laughs> yeah. the, the movie because the merch is too good. David. But here's here's the thing. I, it, oftentimes, movies that have reached that age where it's like 30 to 40 years old, they're reassessed. And sometimes I think that it's it's appropriate. And sometimes I think, no, nah, the movie was just garbage. Um, and then sometimes I, I go back and I watch something where everyone's like, yo, this is one of the greatest movies of all time. And, and I'm like, I don't know about that. Uh, Gone with the Wind Citizen I think is a perfect Kane. example. Um, no, nah, I will. I will. I die know, on the hill I know. Citizen I, know. I just. I just wanted to pluck that nerve. I have no <laughs> problems with it. I've just. I've just. I've done that to you before. So I guess my my question is, you know, knowing what this is, you know, that John Carpenter's original idea was, you know, a new Halloween movie every year. Which uh, we, we got robbed of that, by the way. We were, yeah, and and I think a lot of that has to do with Halloween too. Yeah. I blame Halloween too because if there had only been the original Halloween and then it jumped to Halloween two season of yeah. the witch and it was something else entirely, yeah, the audience would have accepted it. They would have gone forth, but because it's like, oh well, the guy was dead in the first one. 
Yeah. You want me to accept that he's dead now? <laughs> eh, I'm not yeah. buying that, yeah. you know? And then sure enough, he's fucking alive in part four. And they don't even address it. It's just, yeah, he's in this hospital he's now, in. you know, and all the better for it because part four is fucking awesome. So does it does it work as a movie? Does it work as a Halloween movie? Uh, does it deserve this, like, reassessment that's happening of the movie now? Uh, Gabby, what do you think? I'm, I don't know. I am like a be honest, be be honest. I'll be honest. I mean, it's not my movie. Like I watch it only because my husband is obsessed with it. And I've had to <laughs> like strong. come to terms with the fact that it's going to be part of my life. I really love the, like the iconography of season of the witch. Like the three masks are so iconic. It's hard yeah. not to want to watch the movie just based on that. And I think that there's a lot of redeeming qualities for this movie. Like, I know we're going to talk about it later, but like the death scenes are incredible. I mean, if you consider like what we they were really getting are. from Halloween one, which was like, you got one drop of blood here and right. there if you were lucky. <laughs> and then you get to Halloween three and people's faces are being obliterated by lasers. Like we really ratcheted it up for this one. Yeah. And yet... I still cringe every time I see this movie because the acting is so fucking bad that it's, and that, um, I don't, okay, get ready for Gabby's approximate knowledge of movies. Whoever the guy is that looks like Tom Selleck that plays yeah. the main character. Tom Atkins. Tom, Tom Atkins. The okay. Tom Atkins. Fuck that guy. Oh, the, that oh my God. The worst, dude. Like that whole, the whole seduction of the daughter of the first victim, like, all of that shit made me want to fucking pluck my eyes out. But, <laughs> but you can't, I guess, I guess like I have to love it now because I associate it so much with my husband and how much he loves it and the masks and the whole thing that I kind of like give it a pass. But if it was just me, no, absolutely not. Yeah, have, absolutely. have you seen any, any of his other work? Like, have you seen The Fog? Have you seen Night of the Creeps? Uh, I saw The Fog when I was very young. So I have less than approximate knowledge of that movie uh the other one i haven't seen the creep oh you should watch night, night of, of the, the creeps, creeps. i mean that's solid. that's a that, that's a classic yeah. classic 80s we'll horror it. movie yeah, yeah this this movie i think when you when you look at does it deserve this resurgence that it's kind of getting and uh, i was kind of i had when i saw that note i tried to take some time and do a little Googling and look around and, and you're absolutely right. It's it, people are coming back around to it and, and acknowledging that they, they were wrong to judge it the way that they did. Does it deserve it? I mean, it deserves it in the aspect. It, nobody should be going back and be like, this is an amazing movie, right. but people Thank should you. be going back and watching it and, and definitely saying that they were far too cruel to it when it first came out, because if nothing else, this is one of the most fun movies that we've done on this show to date. But this, if this, this movie if, is just fun, and that's where you like, on top of the fact that yes, it's happening at Halloween and there are kids trick-or-treating and all of yeah. that, you get it's just it's just fun to watch. It's like grown-up hocus pocus. Yeah, yes, that's, that's exactly movie. what it is. Dude, if <laughs> you if it you... passes the Halloween vibe check. Yeah. Like, I want to feel like I'm in the season and that's, you know, what I'm watching matches the season. So it definitely passes there. When the Beetlejuice hair is, is, is working too. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the thing is like number one, one point is make a list of how many horror movies that you like to watch during the Halloween season. 
actually have anything to do with Halloween. It's a yes. small list. Yeah. And even take place during Halloween is a little bit longer, but it's, you know. So to me, this movie, if you recontextualize it as like a vibe more than anything else, of course, the acting is bad. Like, I know the acting is bad when I'm watching it. And that's kind of part of it for me in a weird way. Like, it's, it's the same way if you take the horror aspect out of it. Uh, there's a lot of 80s movies I just like knowing they're not great and they wouldn't pass today's standards, but it's a certain atmosphere. The music, the, the way people speak, the fashion, all the kind of thing. You, you put know, it on like and it has like a piece. Yes. And it, well, and it's like. It's interesting. You went porkies. I was thinking commando. I was thinking fast times at Ridge and, those, and, those, and all those, of these those, are right answers. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, this is the two sides of our podcast right yeah, here. Porkies, I go porkies, yeah, yeah. he goes commando. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, it's. It's that it's 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 a good one to have on. I, I don't know that I sit down and just watch it like this, you know, and that I enjoy it as much as just having it on, you know, and, and it's satisfying in that way. But like, yeah, it's one of those things like I think the way people used to talk about watching Rocky Horror where when this thing when this goofy thing happens, you do this thing. And when this goofy thing happens. This movie is filled with those types of things. And That's funny enough, need. having Midnight just showing. was that? Midnight showings yeah. and shadow castings of yeah, yeah. the witch here for yes. it. Uh, this this Lots movie, funny enough, I don't think there's one drop of blood in the whole movie. You know, I was I kept like waiting, like every time somebody would get it's like, oh wait, nope, they're one of the android robot things. Oh nope, he just like internally shattered his skull. Right. I think maybe when they rip the the hobo's head off. Yeah. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes, yes, I, I think enough. that's what the only time you see blood, but yeah. it's also so dark. Yeah. Or when, when you woman... see that lady's face like yes. caved in from inside. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. It's just not yeah. dripping blood splattering no. or anything like no. that. And the kills are creative. And uh yeah, man, I think the terror of the creativity of those ki kills, and by the way, being like actual witchcrafty curse vibe yeah. kills, you know, kind of does it as well. What about you, Dave? Uh, to me, that's that's what really gets me about this movie. And the reason why I keep coming back to it time and time again is because it feels like Halloween. Unfortunately, I only watch this movie during October uh, because like I may put on Halloween four uh, randomly. I may put on H2O randomly. Uh, the first one, of course, you know, it's a classic and you know, I'll throw that on whenever, you know, I'm, I'm grilling up some fish and I'm watching Halloween. But this one only gets put on in in the Halloween season, but I think it feels so much more Halloweeny than all the other ones. And I think that that assessment of its uh, adult hocus pocus is perfect because um, uh, laugh if you want, but I think hocus pocus has one of the best Halloween vibes. It does. All movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank I mean, and, and it's it's cheesy and, uh, and and it's childish, but I fucking love it because oh, it has the nostalgia vibe. aspect to it. Yeah. But also, also that vibe, and I think this movie has that Halloween vibe to it. Yeah. Um, it also a, a part of why I kind of went to commando is the inventive kills, right. you, know? Uh, you know, the, the special effects are fantastic. I watched this one with, uh, with my son and he's like me, he's got like a kooky sense of like horror. And he, he told me as we were watching this, cause he saw one, he saw two, and then we saw this one and he was like, Dude, this is a lot more brutal than the last couple ones. I said, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, so th 
it's scary for it, it was the first one where he felt scared watching it's, the movie it's unusual it's un, it's like off-putting yeah. and more it's, than it, anything. It, it is yeah i think it's the off-puttingness of it you know to me it's got like sci-fi and it's got horror and it's got fantasy because it's like magic and shit yeah. right it's like magic and technology being mixed together to commit mass murder and like <laughs> yeah. how how can you not get behind a movie that does all of that in one is it good i don't know do i like it fuck yeah yeah, yeah that's, you know? and that's 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 the defining line for this movie right like is it good maybe do i like it yeah yeah i like it it's a lot of fun <laughs> to watch and you know as we talk about the hate that it brings on we've got to just acknowledge the fact that what brought that on is that this is a story without Michael Myers. Like Peter said at the top, not completely, by the way, not completely. His face yes. shows up. Yes, it does. Yeah. You got like two seconds with him. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but for the most part, I mean, this, this is, this isn't, it, this isn't, this isn't Haddonfield. This yeah. isn't, this isn't Michael Myers stalking through the night. This isn't, dun, 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 you know, all of that. But what we get here is a, it's a it's a weird story that somebody somebody wrote this and had a lot of ideas kind of banging around and they they mixed them up and I mean does it does it work as a scary story for you Dave? Uh, scary it is uh, I think uh, because there's there's this sense of mystery to it like it it almost feels Hitchcockian in a way where uh, you know you've got this older guy and this beautiful younger woman uh very hitchcock right right um is it appropriate today no uh <laughs> do i have do i have to put on my nostalgic glasses to watch it yeah um and they're unraveling this mystery that they kind of just jumped into it's very noir it's very hitchcock and this movie plays with light and dark so much that i feel like if you were to throw a black and white filter over this thing and release it kind of like the way that George Miller did uh, Mad Max Fury Road or they did with Logan, um, I feel like you would have almost a different movie and and it would work. It would really, really work um, because I, I think that there's a lot of this movie that reminded me of go with me here. Uh, the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, yeah. The fact okay. that it, it opens up with that scene of, you know, some guy ranting and raving and then it closes, it closes with that yeah, scene exactly. of some guy ranting and raving. And he's in that same location, you know, um, and and then there's these people that are not people. They're robots. You know, so yeah. I, I feel like there's maybe some inspiration from there. And I know that Carpenter is an old school sci fi guy. So maybe there is something to that. To me, I feel like. The story doesn't make sense, but I don't think it's supposed to make sense. Wait a minute. Um, <laughs> Explain yourself. Well, I mean, there's there's things that happen and it's like, but why? Um, and there's there's Go things on. that happen. And then I, I like, but how? But here's the thing is that none of that really matters. Yeah. This is not one of those movies where I'm sitting here and going over it with a fine tooth comb. Like if 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 I were to be confused at any point in hereditary. I would stop the movie and say, okay, what the fuck was that? Because the, <laughs> because the movie takes itself very seriously. Right. And because it wants you to take the movie seriously. But that's not this kind of movie, right? I go back to the Commando thing, right? Commando, you shut your brain off and you watch Arnold go fucking Commando on a bunch of people, right? 
there's a bunch of guys dressed up like Latinos getting blown the fuck up for like the last 45 minutes of this movie. And I'm here for it. It's awesome. This movie's kind of like that, yeah. where it's just shut your brain off, except that there's this premise, right? Like Superman can fly. Okay, cool. I'm in. Uh, he's got uh, like ice breath. Okay, cool. Still in. He's got laser eyes. Uh, okay, don't push it, but I'm still in. You know, <laughs> like as long as you keep throwing things at me and they're cool enough, like I'm willing to accept it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like that Fast and Furious thing where it's like, is does this make sense? No. Do you want to watch that car go fast? Yeah. yeah. You know? And, and, and I think that's kind of what this story is. It's a story where it's like, I guess they're going to drive out to this place together and investigate this thing. I guess they're going to get invited on a tour. I guess, you know, and it's yeah, always like, enough. I guess this thing's going to happen. So it does it make sense. No. Like I feel like as, as absurd as Michael is the living embodiment of evil, maybe that story works better than this one does because you're never questioning anything except the basic premise of he's the living embodiment of evil because yeah. everything else makes sense he sees Lori, he kills Lori, or wants to kill Lori. and you know sure they introduce new things as the movie you know the movie series goes on but that's a pretty simple thing and i think it works within those confines this is the opposite it's really complex and somehow still works go ahead peter well, I was gonna say another thing I would I would posit is imagine if this instead of coming out the way it did was like part of Creep Show or part of like mm. you know later you got John Carpenter's Body Bags the you know a horror yeah. anthology like tighten it up a little bit you know make it like a 30, 40 minute like story and put it in one of those it would be like one of everybody's favorites you know right like I think, like that showtime masters of horror they did you, you yes got, you, you make this 40 44 47 minutes yes tighten it up and then just if it came out like that i think that would have changed too but um to what you're saying i feel like it it it, it has this other aspect to it where it's about killing kids <laughs> and yeah. i feel like like that's a ballsy bold take and 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 it's it kind of elicits the response that you get from Tom Atkins when he's finally like, get the mask, the mask. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's the, it, it it's it reminds me like what you're saying uh, of of body snatchers. It reminds me of of soiling green. It yeah. reminds me yeah, like yeah. you know the blob it, things like that where it's like it's coming for everybody and uh, you know because nobody believes how implausible it is. No one's taking it seriously, but it is that amazing like thing that not a lot of movies go for like we're going for the kids you know, yeah that's yeah. crazy because none of the adults you assume are gonna wear it and it does this thing where it alludes to how many kids die because by the end of the movie you assume a lot of kids die yeah based on the, how it happened what did he do he got out to a couple and you, it's too late they were already wearing it you know what i mean like you can assume that the, the good ending where all the news stations believed him and pulled it or you can assume that like they didn't get to it at a time and all the kids heads got fried with eight, <laughs> with snakes and stuff, you know, uh, it, it's crazy in that regard too. Like it doesn't necessarily tell you what happens, but you can kind of. What about you, Gabby? Did it scare you? Do you think um, it's scary? Only Tom I, Atkins is lines with, against all the women. <laughs> only his, like fucking naked body on top of that poor young woman. Anyway. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> No, I, um, you know, the first time I watched it, I kind of like was half-heartedly watching it because I 
I knew I, I, I kind of already knew that I wasn't going to like it. And I was sort of just watching it to, to make Peter happy. And then I rewatched it again <laughs> this year with a friend of mine who were like trying to get her to watch more horror films. And so I kind of like really put myself in. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to watch it. And I think what got me was the killing of the kids, which is like, it, it's, you know, everybody who watches horror films that likes horror films usually has like a hard line. Like this is right. Where, this is the one that's going to fuck me up. Right. Like for some people, it's torture for other people. It's like whatever, like animal abuse, whatever. Right. Mine always seems to be killing kids. And to me, <laughs> that's a solid one. That, Soft. Yeah, I think that's a solid one. Fuck off. And, <laughs> you know, I think that killing kids in horror films feels more modern. So to see it, happening in a film that was from the early 80s like kind of fucked me up i'm like oh shit they live very mean yeah Yeah. they killed that fucking kid with the in the parents watching like that's a part that Uh, fucks me up it's not that the kid is dying fuck them kids it's the parents (laughs) it's the parents the parents watching their children dying and the horror and the despair of watching your child die in front of your eyes that's my hard line like that right. mm. because it feels so real and visceral and like you can only imagine like what that feels like um that the comforts like, did suck though right ah, <laughs> terrible oh, yeah. family yeah okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, again no one deserves that that's not what i'm trying to say I, all i'm saying is like if we had to lose a family like <laughs> it, and and potentially we lost uh Tom, whatever his face is, two kids as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't know because the the mom was like, "Don't call here again. You're a piece of shit. Whatever. I'm gonna do do what I want." So probably those kids died, but also fuck them kids. They were <laughs> annoying as shit from the beginning of the oh. film. Ooh, I don't like these yeah. maps. I want the ones that are on TV. Fuck you. Well, <laughs> say thank you to your dad who like yeah. out of the way yeah. to get you anything. Now like, he's clearly a shit father, dude. Right. I was gonna say oh like like he's he's, he's fucking dry. terrible. He's fucking he's terrible because if he's calling his wife to say he's going to a work conference and I she's like, that. "What's her name?" <laughs> yeah, you know. These are two of the most fun, dude. I can't with him, but no, it was <laughs> I, it wasn't scary. Like the premise of like the you know these modern modern day witches, you know, con- uh, going through the ceremony and this that part is not in the least scary. What's scary to me is the concept that parents are going to watch their children die. Yeah, and that yeah. is fucked. That's what that's what knocks it out for me too. When I when I look to find what's scary about this, it's that it really does channel something that I think everybody can find from when they were a kid, which is that Halloween where there was that one costume that you knew everybody was going to have, but that is one of the reasons you had to have it because yeah. it was the costume that year. I remember it, what it's one of those things you think back on and you you kind of man, it's like, man, I was kind of shitty, but my parents still, you know, busted their ass to make it happen. I remember the year that, you know, one of the years Ninja Turtles was huge, but it was like the Halloween costume had to be a Ninja Turtle. And uh, when we were looking at costumes or whatever, there was one that had the big like plastic shell. And there was one that was just the bodysuit. And, and I really wanted that one with the plastic shell. And like my parents managed to get it for me. And that was like a big deal. And you look at that and you go, man, look, this is so scary because not only did they kill the kids, 
but it was such a perfectly crafted plan yeah. to get to the kids, to create so much buzz for so many years that you had to have one of the three silver shamrock masks. You know, when they go to, <coughs> excuse me, when they go to the silver shamrock factory, you see a couple other different variations. Uh -oh. So you yeah. you start to wonder, okay, is okay. it every year they release three different ones and you've got to have one of the three that year. And they talk about how they, they went from nothing and now this guy's selling them all over. And that part, the plan is so scary because it's so dastardly. <laughs> like that, that plan of not just how to kill the kids. It's one thing to just go into a house and kill a family. It's another thing to craft over the course of years the perfect plan yeah, for, for killing them to kill themselves. Yes, for yes, and then for your hands to be clean of it, like you know, well, and I don't know about and, clean, but like well, right. But I'm just saying, like to physically kill somebody. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, like yeah. his hands are physically clean. Uh, yeah, so, right. um, but it, it that part is really scary. I I think that. The 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 hoops they jump through to get there, yeah, Gabby, you're right. It's it's laughable. You know these 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 modern witches who are upset about the bastardization of Salwin and where this is become. By the way, we finally is. get the correct pronunciation. Yeah, because as as much as I love Donald Pleasance, like he is legit one of my favorite actors. Um, he says Sam Hain. Yep, and um. Sawin sounds just so much more sinister. It does. You know? Very, yeah. And but like so and so and the, the, it's bastardized so much that they steal a piece of Stonehenge, and oh, then he just that's and a big piece. It's a big piece, and then he goes, "You don't want to know what we went through to get it." <laughs> and this I know, is why, I love this that. Is why just, I say the story doesn't make any fucking sense because it's like, no, no, no. How did you get it? I yeah, need yeah. to know <laughs> how you got that over here without the whole world fucking noticing, dude. That some of that gets so far off the rails. Yes. That, but Dave, you're right. You've just gotta. You've you just go gotta turn it. your brain off. Yeah. And by that point. I'd seen the woman's face fried. I'd seen the dude explode in the car after pouring the gasoline <laughs> on him and not flinching. I'd, I'd seen that, you know, I'd seen so much. At that point, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. They, they stole Stonehenge <laughs> in the dark of night, a piece oh, of it. And yeah. we, we don't want to know how, how much trouble it was. <laughs> like, that, that shit but, just... Many Bothans died to bring us There we stone. go. Exactly. Point, it's, it's just the delivery of that line, you want to give him a pass, where he's like, you don't want to know. I'm like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, what? one of the fun things about the movie for me still, like the best thing about the whole movie are the masks. I love the masks. And, yeah. you know, as somebody who likes to collect stuff that's at least looks like a prop, like I like stuff like that's like one-to-one, -one, you know what I mean? You can get the props from the masks uh, from the movie, like they're just masks for like you know not a ton of money, and uh, when the, you know the whole movie based on the mask, like the, how much more Halloween can you get? When they get to the point where they're in the factory, you're talking about that's actually the factory where the masks were made commercially, like in real life, like uh, oh, Don wow. Post. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, like Don Post, like the great mask maker. Was it Don uh, Post? Yeah. Yes. Oh, and that's he, fucking awesome. That was his studio, like really was, and they show it in the in the film. And um, and they were versions of the mask. I believe that the witch and the skull had already existed. Like he used to sell those masks and the pumpkin they created for the movie. Mm, yeah. Nice. So it's like that kind of stuff I love, too, because it's almost like 
it the symbol like what gabby was saying before like the iconography and the symbolism kind of like surpasses the film and when you actually watch the film you see that the trick-or-treaters that are like used on every bit of merch they're only in one scene at the very very end the specific yeah. three there's tons of kids wearing the right. mask throughout but the specific three kids that are on every piece of merch they're in one scene at the gas station by the way at the gas station in the middle of nowhere and some mom drives her kids out to trick-or-treat at this gas yes. station they're only in that you know scene and i feel like that's just a testament of the design work the the iconography and that's part of what makes in my opinion movies like the original halloween great like all our favorite horror movies there's got to be some kind of visual component to it to make it next level you know what i mean well and what, what's inc- we were talking about the marketing scheme yes. that was part of his evil yeah. plan what's amazing about that is how those masks were so ubiquitous in, in in that universe that the kids were just using them as part of other costumes it's like yeah. oh i'm I'm a I'm an yes. admiral, yes. but I'm an admiral with yes. this skull hat. You know, it's like I'm a yes. ma- oh. it's, I'm a clown whose head yeah. is a pumpkin because yeah. I had to have my silver <laughs> shamrock mask. That yeah. shit was next level. I love that, man. It's so good, dude. It's just and and I think that's part of why it's had this like renaissance is because you look back at it and look, there's a lot of movies that we like from that era that are not good, right? But we love them. Yeah. I mean, right. Killer Clowns is a, a movie that I remember people saying it's the worst movie ever made. And that was the reason you wanted to watch it. because It was the worst movie ever made. And you watched it and it was like, yeah, it's bad, but it's a lot of fun. And it's the same thing. It's like we like so many of these movies that people are looking back and like, ah, the season of the witch belongs in the group with everybody else, dude. Yeah. 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 Um, so we we talked a little bit about a few of the characters in here. Yeah. Uh, but I want to take a little bit of like a, a, a more critical eye to some of these characters. So um, uh, Gabby only knows Tom Atkins from this, uh, <laughs> but I know Tom Atkins as like people, people talk about like scream Queens, yeah. uh, but Tom Atkins is like a scream King yeah. because this guy, I mean, we're talking the fog. We're talking about night of the creeps. Uh, he was in the, um, uh, my bloody Valentine remake. Yes. you know. So, uh, but he's 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 got quite a, a a horror pedigree going here. But he's not the only actor here. You know, there's a lot of great performances. So, accepting Colin Co- um, uh, Cochran, it wasn't Colin. Co- um, Connell. Connell. Thank you, Connell Cochran. Accepting him because I do want to focus on just the villain later. Um, is there anyone who? stands out as like overly eccentric or um like just a really fun character or someone where you're like fuck that person i'm glad they're dead um and uh, uh daniel i guess we'll throw it to you since we've been throwing it to each other so it's uh does anybody stand out i mean they're they're all they're all at this same level of of 80s trope character right so you get <laughs> And and it's a high level, but you yeah. get you get you get some you get some characters who are definitely memorable. But man, Doctor Chalice, dude, he's he's such like you said, he's obviously a shit dad. We don't know how long it's been since he's seen his kid. He shows up with these dime store masks, and uh, his wife, obviously, him and his wife have no sort of like you know healthy co-parenting relationship because when he calls and what's that throw throw away the mask throw away the mask she's like fuck you you just want don't want to have the mask that i bought you know like that so but 
if I could point out one thing that was that was just so can we just take a second to acknowledge the fact that this guy had already gone at least one round with the woman who was still suffering from trauma of her father dying a horrific death before he goes, wait a minute. How old are you? How old are you? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, by, and don't worry, I'm older than I look. Yeah, like yeah. the level of sleaze there where it's like, I like you guys are already in bed and half naked. We know that this has gone down already, but now, now it's like now that she wants round two or round three, now it's suddenly an issue. Like, <laughs> but dude, before just, they even get to her, that moment, he's already like put his most recent round of moves on every woman yes, he encounters yeah. in the movie. So. Uh, yeah. The, like, the, the doctor doing the autopsy. Yeah. Uh, I, I got total like James Bond and money penny vibes there, yeah. you know, where yeah. he's like, I am not taking you out, but I am definitely stringing you along. Right. Yeah. And, and then, <laughs> and then you get the, then you get like the weird, now would definitely be a lawsuit relationship with him and Agnes, right? Where yes. he's like, he smacks her ass and she's like, yes. oh, there's, oh there's, there's cookies and milk in the fridge. It's like, no. what were the 80s? <laughs> exactly. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to, man. It comes down to Dr. Chalice. Well, so, and then um, what's her name? Ellie uh, hit the, uh, you know, Grimbridge, the right? Grimbridge. Yeah. So, yeah. But like you, you, you want to paint her as like this young girl who gets swept up in his douchery. But the reality is, her dad just got brutally murdered, and she's like, "Where do you want to sleep tonight, Doctor?" <laughs> it's the wildest fucking you, turn that you don't want to I've ask seen, me that, Mister yeah, yeah, that's a stupid question. Yeah, there's a there's a theory out there that posits that she's already a fucking robot because oh. at that point in the movie, because. That's the only thing that explains that no, turnaround. It's trauma bonding. It's trauma bonding. Okay, so I, yeah. I have, I have, like, I have a head cannon I've built around this, <laughs> right? Oh, because I it, re it. it really doesn't make any fucking sense. No, I know. Right. So I, I think that Ellie and and Mr. Grimbridge, which I don't think he ever gets a first name. Um, I think it's just Mr. Grimbridge. Harry um, Grimbridge. I, Papa. I retract my former statement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I have it up. That's why I, was, I, I saw the Wikipedia. They have it. See, now, now whenever I hear Papa, I immediately think of, uh, of Matthew okay. Modine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Papa. Uh, so um, I don't think they had a particularly good relationship because she asks him at one point, um, you know, oh, you know, what did he say when he was at the hospital? And he... He said Atkins says something to the effect of uh, I, I was only with him for a moment, but he uh, he said, tell Ellie I loved her. And she says, you're you're not a very good liar. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I get this I, idea that, you know, maybe they didn't have a good relationship. So, um, I mean, losing someone that close to you is awful. But is the blow kind of like softened a little bit by maybe the fact that they had become estranged, um, you know, the guy did seem to be off his fucking rocker, you know, yeah. maybe a little drunk. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that was just like an old, like standard old man ranting and raving, you know, because you do get to a certain age where it's like almost anytime you get upset, you seem drunk. Yeah. Fair. Um, so I don't know, but I, I, I do feel like maybe um, the loss wasn't so great that she can't grieve by way of fucking. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Yeah. 
We've got a, we've got uh, Gabrielle Leon chiming in over here. Very happy <laughs> to see you, Gabby. Uh, Gabriel, so sorry, uh, yeah, Gabriel, 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 Gabriel. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's funny. funny. Good, good old snow block. So, what what about you, Gabby, with the characters? Dude, um, my favorite character is probably uh, one of the deeper cuts of the cast of characters. Okay, but I think the person who put. And like, this is the best way of saying it, but put her whole entire fucking pussy into this role was <laughs> Jadine Barber, who played uh, Betty Cooper, who was the wife of the, um, the, the uh, of, uh, of buddy. Uh, yeah. yeah, buddy. Let me tell you something. The way that she went about and like talking to Ellie about like, oh, my husband and this and that and my kid. Oh, my God, my kid. And like, she was so <laughs> Don't you go in the street. God, she was so committed to being like the fucking psycho kind of psycho mom and like yeah. a little bit gold digger like wife. She's <laughs> like, oh God, I really hope he sells more of these masks and makes yeah. more money so I can like be more successful. And she's dressed in lace and pearls. Oh, like, she's dressed to the nines, yeah. Yeah, but like that to me. And then when her son dies in the room and she's like, just oh you know like yeah. like uh, she's got the vapors i know but i <laughs> like that performance to me was so iconic that it's the it's the most underappreciated i would say because everybody's talking about the doctor and ellie and you know the villains and everything but she just went in yeah the cupfers are awesome all three of them they're right there's a willy wonka yeah there's definitely a willy wonka vibe there yes yeah, yeah he's like yeah, a little yeah. But like little buddy is kind of like a Veruca Salt type. Like I want to, you know, my man asking this shit. Yeah. That's the like a dark, darker Wonka vibe when they're going through the factory. There's yeah. there's two lines that Betty delivers that I I think are just fucking awesome. Uh, the first one is when they're in the um, the mask and Buddy comes up and he says something. Um, hang on, my microphone's weird. Like when he wants to try that? on the mask. That's better. No still on anyway um so buddy <laughs> dave with the echo oh maybe it's is it you i don't know it was happening even when you unplugged yours but i've got my know. headphones down i don't know try it now yeah can you okay, hear me now good now good All okay right. uh there, there's an old joke for uh for the millennials out there um so yeah they they get into the um into the 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 mask factory and buddy comes up and he says something i can't remember what the fuck he says and she says i don't know <laughs> and it was like just so real it was like a, whatever man i don't care just come here yeah. and make some more money for me you know yeah. um I love it's, that. It's, it's yeah it's such a real a real thing you know uh, you're you're right that's that's a really underappreciated like, role the way she was talking with ellie when they were out on the loading dock like oh what about you like what about your husband and what is he doing like it just felt so real and authentic and not overplayed like i could imagine meeting that woman in that scenario and her being exactly that like right. that was not overplayed that was exactly who she imagined that woman was going to be and she was through and through until the moment she died, which I'm assuming she died because she got stuck in the room with all the fake snakes and shit. So right, right. I guess yeah. she's dead. But like, no, nothing is as deadly as a fake snake. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're not using real ass snakes in that. There's no way. <laughs> well, there there were real snakes in certain scenes for sure. But yeah, but they weren't poisonous 
Well, they probably weren't in the same scene. Well, there was one real snake that's crawling on her face. Yeah. But it was like yeah. a little garden it's snake like or something. A corn snake or something. Like, yeah, a little garden snake. Real, like it's not. It's not like actually gonna bite her. But yeah, yeah, yeah I get. It. It's the Indiana Jones snake pit. You know, right. they're all actually legless lizards. No one's gonna hurt you there. But whatever. With, with the glass, with the glass between them. It, yeah. There's uh, there's. I mean, there, there there's. It is when you just look at everybody. The guys who just played all the. I'm gonna use the word automaton. Uh, the guys who just played all the automatons, you know, they they did exactly what they had to do, but they did it. it every one of them was believable yeah. as as, you know, this 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 weird robot. But it was it was exactly that 80s idea of what an android would be like. This is pre uh, data and TNG and all that. When we start getting these ones that are human, except for emotions, everything they did was so cold and calculated. I just, I love that the one guy just, just, I mean, I open mouth pours the gasoline on his head while he's sitting in the, while he's sitting in the car and, and it, it just everybody delivered exactly what they should have. And that was hilarious. It was such a shocking death, too, right? It was like if because you we didn't know it was an android at that point. Like, yeah, like what is happening? You know, I think um, and just to I don't want to take more time than I am allotted here, but oh, I want to give like a runners up prize to the woman who plays Teddy, who's the um, she's like the I don't know the doctor or that works with uh, what's his face Tom? Oh, the money penny lady, the uh, the money penny. Yeah, she's yeah. so good. Like every time that they went to her scene, she was like, she she was rolling with it. She was like sassy with him and like trying to get dinners and stuff out of it and being like, I don't know, you're crazy, whatever. And she figures it out by the end of it. Like it's yeah. not. She really does realize, like, oh shit, there's something wrong here. And I feel like maybe she doesn't get enough love when we talk about these characters. But she was great. It, it's you know and. All of those characters who just keep bringing just the awesome and just this, these hilarious tropes, we get to the point now where we've got to look at the the villain of this, right? We've got to look at the guy who was the, the stand-in for Michael Myers in this movie, the big bad, Mr. Cochran, right? So obviously a thousand percent different than anything, any form of Michael Myers that we've ever had. But how does Connell Cochran work as a movie big bad for you, Dave? I think he works. Um, his like very suave, um, very um, articulate villain is—it's um, almost James Bondian. You know, yep. to keep going back to that James Bond thing, you know, um, it, it, it reminded me almost a little bit of even though I know it came out later. Um, Christopher Walken as Max Zorn in uh, yes. A View to a Kill. You know, it's mm -hmm. just like it's so absurd and it makes absolutely no sense. But why? Because Walken sells it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and and uh, and Dan O'Hurley, he's one of those guys, you know, he's um, it, I'm pretty sure that his name was brought up when we did. um Irish actors in so. uh, uh, what is this on Geekmore? Yeah, uh, a couple years back, you know he is man, he's fucking awesome, you know, and and he he never loses his cool, he never shouts, um, you know his his perfect pompadour is never ruffled, 
you know, and I think even the first time that we see him is is so important, you know, because he comes out of the car and he struts over. And you hear like the stacked leather of his Italian shoes. Yes. And, you know, he's he's very fine and very put together. And he says, uh, you know, oh, it was uh, she's getting the best care that, that we have, you know, best care available. Don't worry about it. You know, it, it, it's almost uh, Donald Trump. You know, he's he comes in and it's like, believe what I say, pay no attention to the man you know, behind the curtain. And it's like, dude, there's clearly something fucking weird going on here. But no, no, no. I'm Connell Cochran, and I approve this message. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's weird, man, and it fucking works. And and the fact that he's he plays it so straight, he never plays it for laughs, is kind of what makes it so over the top and makes it so funny. Um, and and I think you need that in this movie where like you the characters have to believe what they're doing. And right. he totally believes in this ritualistic sacrifice, in the power of the stones at Stonehenge. You know, like, I believe that this guy really is a druid and maybe lived a couple thousand years. Uh, I, I can believe it because Dan O'Hurley, he says so. Yeah. What about you, Peter? Yeah, I think um, that really, like, he has the gravitas of the whole movie kind of is anchored around like because he's convincing and because, you know, even his cartoonishness, even in the uh, like, well, we, you know, we don't want to bore you with how we got the Stonehenge here. There's like a believability to, to his competence, you know what I mean? And so um, it, it and, and I said it a couple of minutes ago, but I really now, it really does feel like this Wonka esque vibe where it's an older man who's interested in, uh, creating toys and novelties and masks. That's kind of creepy in a weird witchy way. Like in the same way we think of the witch um, in Hansel and Gretel building the house of candy to lure right. the kids. So it's kind of the same thing, like building the toys and the mask to lure the kids. And, you know, so it's, it's all hinges on the fact that if you were watching this, maybe when it came out, you could buy maybe that he isn't necessarily the villain, but he might be, you know, there's like a little bit of credit credulity to his presence. Um, and you always, you, you never doubt that he might get away with it throughout the right. whole movie. You know, there's that. And even when and maybe did. Yeah. Yes. Well, true. Yeah. And then uh, even at the end when he gets uh, killed right before he does, he does that little, yeah. which is so good for his character. It's almost like, it's almost like he knows that he's he can transcend the mortal coil and come back right. in some different yeah. way. And there's a lot maybe built like maybe a lot that we're projecting onto it, but I think that's um, uh, that that's more to the credit of his performance um, as the character that you could read into certain things and buy into certain things because of that execution. I think he's awesome, man. I think he's a, he's a, he's an asset is he's it's, it's him and, and Atkins are like two heads of a yeah. coin in re, in reality. Like he's so much an elite Atkins is so much like a blue collar guy. Uh, he's so much someone who is in control of the situation and is prepared for every outcome. Whereas Atkins is like by the seat of his pants every five seconds, like, Oh, sorry, can't go. Oh, help me out with this. You know, that kind of thing. 
So there and are the great seat, the seat of his pants. There are no underwear. True. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's just that bare ass on the seat of his pants. These clothes will last at least another day. At least know? another day. What did you think about Cocker, Gabby? I loved him. I though all I want to kind of. Um, you know, I thought I think he made a great villain, and I love how he would like weirdly dip into his Irish accent like, yes. every now and then when he wanted to be taken seriously. That was my favorite. But I kind of want to go back to something that Dave said earlier about whether Connell is supposed to be like the parody to Michael Myers. Um, and like if that was the the, the intention of, of who he was, I weirdly don't think that that's the case. I think that the Michael Myers that they were trying to bring into this was actually the automatons and that Connell was like a new flavor of villain that they were trying to introduce into this anthology. Because if you think about it as an anthology, that's building on these stories of horror as, I mean, that was, it seems like it was the intention, right? Mm -hmm. Right. That Like Connell was the new, you know, not just like this dumb, blind, deaf and blind um, murderer. He's calculating. He's cold. He has a reason. He can explain to you the reason. Michael Myers couldn't do that. Michael right. Myers couldn't tell you why he was killing you. He was just, he sniffs blood and he's going after it. And Connell's not like that. And I, I feel like the automatons were more taking the place of that, where they were just like sent. They're on a mission. Anybody who gets in the way of the mission gets wiped out. And it's always in the most brutal way possible. Yes. Like pulling somebody's head off. Like oh, just cold, like boop, it's coming off. <laughs> That's a Michael Myers move. That's not a, you know, Connell doesn't work that way. His is more nuanced. His is more planned and calculated. So I love him as a villain, but I don't necessarily just go. I just wanted to, like when Dave said that, I was like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have I, thoughts. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you have a point there. Yeah, yeah, I think in in you know kind of I, I like I like the James Bond comparison, and I, I think uh, the James Bond villain comparison. I kind of like in the same way that you're saying that it's 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 like that argument. Me and uh, me and my best friend uh, occasionally argue about who's a better villain, right? Lex Luthor or the Joker, and that's where this is. You know that that Michael Myers Cochran thing becomes that because Cochran yeah. is a Lex Luthor. This is okay. a guy who's going to get his way, and and his and his his pants are going to stay clean. When he does it, um, I think that I think that there are so many things that make him great. The the throwaway line about about not uh, you know you don't you don't want to know how we got it. The golf clap, the stuff like that. The uh, yeah the Irish accent that I rewound it because I was trying to figure out like if I dozed off. Like I mean no. I knew I know and who the he is. Say it. The subtitle yeah. suddenly change and go in Irish accent. Yes. And then it delivers- <laughs> And uh, and so, but I, I think that 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 James Bond villain comparison is is what truly makes him a, a great bad guy. Down to the fact that when you go and you look at the moment at the end of those movies when the big bad realizes that James Bond won, they just you know, take it with grace. You know, I've I've been bested, but my plan is already in effect. That whole thing. You know, it's it's the it's the Ozzy man it's uh, the 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 Mandius thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a comic book villain. My I executed my plan 30 minutes ago. That thing he knew. Yeah, he was about to die, but he also knew that this guy was stuck in a town with a six o'clock curfew where none of the phones go out, 
And how is he going to call any of these news stations that we see are broadcasting at least all over the Midwest? Right. You know, we we see we hear the radio broadcast. We could get the little towns that all look surprisingly like Haddonfield. And <laughs> um, but, but well, you know, they're, they're in different states, according to the, the captions. And so he had no reason to freak out. He'd made it as far as he needed to make it. He was going to have his revenge. And yeah, maybe he, uh, who knows, when Stonehenge combines with the lasers that its buttons shoot, who knows if that kills, if that kills the people who created it. Yeah, he could have been sent to a higher plane of being, for all we know, because he definitely seemed to place himself in exactly the right spot to get zapped. He wasn't afraid of it. So uh, just that we when when I was talking about what what made it scary being the the marketing scheme that went into it, the fact that this is the guy that masterminded all that. He is extremely different than your average, you know, than than any slasher that's out there. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't make him any less scary as a bad guy. And that's that's a really cool thing to pull off to make, like I said, a Lex Luthor type character scary that's that's incredible they did a really great job with that it's i was like this is the first time i'd seen this one in a really long time and i really was impressed with how great he was at that role you guys made the willy wonka comparison and that and as soon as you said it suggest that what was on that's what was on the tip of my brain that entire movie yeah let's take a tour don't you want to come oh don't get that one get this one yeah and and he's so playful and everything with the kids but then when he just oh turn the turn the tv on to channel three and you see that they're locking that family it's like this dude is a stone cold killer exactly and that that is you know it's what makes yeah dr no so great and and so many of these people because they're 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 not just psychotic. They're they're cold and calculating. You know and what's crazy? That, oh, like they, sorry, my love. Go ahead. They like he's he doesn't see this as a murder, and that's even more fucked up. Like, right. For him, yeah, he's he's justified. He's yeah. he has self justice. He's like, look, right. we're at that point where we need to make these sacrifices. Otherwise, like I don't. He never explains what could possibly go wrong, but he just like this. Sorry, it has to happen. You're just you got selected. In fact, you should consider yourself lucky. Yeah. Well, who who knows if this is like a sort of like cabin in the woods, you know, where like the ancient right. ones you're coming out and it's like just this giant hand that comes out and bam yeah. slams down on you. Saving the rest of the world from like some type of eldritch horror from right. you know, obliterating humanity. <laughs> and maybe he's like, it's gotta be the kids. Right. Sorry, you know, I don't make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about where the sequels ended up going, that if they would have planned this out, if they could have somehow known that they could have potentially tied in all the curse of thorn or the mark of thorn and all this kind of stuff. Like there's probably a way that Michael Myers could be some kind of witchcraft creation. That's why I mean, if they had to go that route and explain everything, which I don't love those movies, but the point is like, if only they would have known it's neither here nor there, but you could see there's like, elements that could have woven into each other made for a shared universe of sorts. Right. Which is hilarious because 
Halloween, the original, exists as a movie exactly. in this universe, right? So they immediately, you know, within the first little bit of the movie, they immediately let you know this this is a place where Michael Myers' Halloween is a movie. Like, it could be right next to you, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny because, like, like, we're talking about this movie is getting a second look now, and I couldn't help but think of it. Um, while we watched Halloween ends recently where I'm like, I, I liked Halloween ends. Gabby did not like Halloween ends. I feel like I'm definitely in the minority, but I could see it now, you know, go years in the future where we're like removed from it, where people can look back and go, Oh, okay. I get it now. And I, I really believe that the Halloween ends is going to have that kind of moment where people, at the time, we're like Halloween three, get this shit out of here, you know. And now people are like, oh, I get it now, I get it. Now. I one hundred percent agree with you. Like, uh, if if you follow us on Instagram, you caught the upside down video. I don't know, I uploaded it twice. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It, there. it wouldn't stay upright. So to hell, enjoy. But I um, got pills for that now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I need I need to watch it again because I'm in that same place with Halloween ends and and I, Dave you haven't caught it yet right uh, no Andrew uh, Cohn saying he's he's conflicted too yeah. yeah dude that that's where I am I need to watch it again it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be and you get torn and am I mad that it wasn't what I thought it was gonna be or should I be should I be okay with that you know or would I have also been mad if it was what I thought it was gonna be and have been like oh boo I called it you know yeah. it was it was a no win situation there so yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still stuck on it. I'm not willing to say that I dislike Halloween End yet. Yeah. It's funny because I really think that the that that you could take that trilogy, the whole trilogy and it and in and in a way the first three Halloween movies, Halloween 1, Halloween 2 and Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, it's kind of like the same thing. Like people are like Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, okay. And Halloween ends. What the heck? You know, it's yeah. like it follows a similar pattern in that. It regard. really does. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And what are you doing, David? Go watch that movie. It's on Peacock for Christ's sake. Yeah, you don't no, have to go I, I, I know. I just I'm 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 swamped with work. Fake horror week. fan, dude. Um. Yeah. I'm 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 so sorry. We have to um, cut a corner off your card. Yeah. If you don't, uh, if you don't yeah, watch yeah, it in the next couple of days. Got it. Got it. Um. I I promise I will see it before Halloween. Uh, okay. By the way, That's connecting fair. the two um, universes, I loved how in Halloween 2018 and Kills, you see the masks, um, yes. all, all the season of the witch mask. I love yeah. that so much. I love that so much. I yeah. wonder if people like who didn't, you know, maybe who never watched 20 uh, part season of the witch were like even stumbled on that at all. That was great. Um, that was nice. And, and, uh, they also mentioned, you know, the, the familial connection there, like, Oh, you know, it, isn't, isn't she his, uh, his sister or something like, oh, yes. that's, that's just something some people that's invented. Something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, love that. I, I, I do like how, like, even though there's like this erasure of Canon there where it's like an acknowledgement of the Canon, kind of like what, what Star Trek did, where it's like, no, 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 we're not erasing what happened. It's an alternate timeline. Right. right. It's like, oh, you explained just enough. Okay, yeah. thank you. And, ja um, and apparently, I didn't know this, but Jamie Lee Curtis plays the voice, is the voice of the curfew announcer in Season of the Witch. Is she? Yeah. Really? Fun fact. Fun That's fact. Great. Um, well, actually, um, and, and my internet was going in and out as as we were doing characters, but um, uh, so I, I didn't chime in at all. But um, my favorite character, actually, 
is um uh the actress who plays annie brackett in in the first halloween oh uh, yeah N- nancy wife. keys yeah. yeah she plays she plays his wife she plays uh linda chalice and if you did not know that she played like this, like someone flighty, you know, really um, like living life up kind of girl in the first Halloween, you would think that she was like some like really uptight spinster in right. uh, in this movie. And it's like, no, she sells it, you know, um, like I, I love to see that connection in these movies where it's like, yeah, it's an. It, it, it's connected because it's connected and and that's it you don't really yeah. have to think about it much more than that and it does feel like current anthologies right like um I, i'm thinking about the american horror story franchises where they continue to use the same actors yeah. over and over again even though the, the story has changed like it feels very much in line with that yeah where's evan <laughs> peters where, where where's he this time exactly. yeah. where's evan peters <laughs> yeah. just just give me more pj souls uh yeah (laughs) um so this leaves us with only one more thing to do before we rate our movie uh which is to talk about the kills and i always like to leave this last because we can um oh uh oh good call erickson came in and it was (laughs) an excellent call yeah uh the, the hill house the hill in my Flanagan universe yeah yep we are almost done here at uh casa Ulloa with uh the midnight club so oh. uh it's it's been rather rather good um we just finished up an episode where uh thomas elliott and i got the name right this time i think um was in and it was like ah there he is no not thomas elliott henry thomas i henry fucked thomas, it up again the same way you messed <laughs> it up last time i did damn it and i was like ha i'm so smart i <laughs> did it right this time you almost uh, got it you almost, almost got yeah it. not even close uh <laughs> so i always like to talk about the kills last because like t- to me that's that's what brings us back to horror time and time again is like these r- ridiculously inventive kills um so um i've thrown it to daniel i've thrown it to gabby i'm gonna throw it to peter now um what in your opinion like is there is there any kill that like stands out as like that's the fucking one that's yeah. the money shot yeah for me it's uh, it's it's a toss-up between two but i'll i'll, I'll give it to um what's her name the the shop owner who gets blasted in the hotel room oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, marge that's, gutman that's that switches uh is yeah mm-hmm. marge gutman because like it's great the first time you see it but i think it's better subsequently because there's some tension when she's fussing with it with her little yeah. bobby pin where when you're watching it the first time you're like oh you know you're not thinking about it and it, until it gets blasted you're like oh shit but when she's fuss like just this time I watch it now when she's fussing with them, I'm like, oh my god, you dumbass, he's fussing, <laughs> fussing, fussing, and then the payoff of that is really strong and creative. So the blast of laser into the mouth, right? Yeah. And so, and then the scene where it's like the slow, like hands to reveal those weird, blood-filled eyeballs that are. And by the way, and so you have to think about why are her eyes red because this is not just a blast of laser it's like some magic right? right and then like all the bugs in the hair and the feet shaking in the bed and the the lips splayed open oh, it's man, such it's a lips. gruesome yeah. shot from an unlikely source you know like mm-hmm. a blast from a button is so good and i think it uh 
I think it sets the I, I think it sets up the stakes for the movie. You know, yeah. like when you see what the button can do now, every time you see the mask, you're like, you know, it's funny because I remembered I remembered that something was going to happen when she was messing with it. So I got like, I got both sides of that okay. because I remembered that something was going to happen. So I was like, ah, just leave it alone. You know, I got the tension and then I still got the scare when the laser came shooting out of it. Cause I completely forgot what it did to her. I could not for the life of me, remember how this button was going to get her just that messing with it was going to kill her. So then I still got the, uh, when, the, when the laser shoots out. And it sets up the scene where, you know, um, Connell's telling a little buddy, like, not that one. That one hasn't gotten through final processing yet. Right. And so when he brings like, what's the final mask, processing? And he brings the mask and he goes, and this one has the blah, 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 whatever. And then, and you're like, you know, it's, yeah. it, it, it really is cool with the callbacks in that regard. So I, I think it's a, a gruesome kill and uh like a turning point kill for sure gabby my favorite was the i guess not the first but the second kill which was um harry grimbridge the the, the guy who kind of uh, calls the oh shit the mm -hmm. sound the alarms that something's going on with these masks like something about watching it to me it felt like such an inventive kill right because Technically, what's happening is he's getting his skull crushed, you know? Yeah. But it's not like a crush in like you saw with Michael Myers doing with, you know, foot stomping people and just splattering their heads or whatever. Like, he it's so weird, like, how he, the, the android, like, almost pulls up the bridge of his nose and that shard, like, goes into his skull and kills yeah. him. It yeah. feels very Beetlejuice, if you know what I'm talking about, where he, yes. like, you know, stretches mm -hmm. it out and like that to me, that was so like, oh, we're really doing this, huh? We're <laughs> yeah. going to be really inventive with the kills. And if there's anything that I can say about Season of the Witch is that the kills are very inventive, um, more so than I think with Halloween 1 and 2. Because Halloween 1 and 2 is just like straight slasher, you know? Mm. Um, well, there's the tub kill. Well, yeah. But like, too. but in, for the most part, the kills in this one are like, who could have seen the laser coming? Yeah, right. Like no one, we none of us, we knew something was gonna happen to her when she pulled out that bobby pin and started fucking with it, but nobody was like, and here comes the laser to shoot her face <laughs> off. Like, like, no one knew. No one knew. So the anyway, that one is the one that I love the most because I remember it's setting the tone for like, oh, these are gonna be fun. These are gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. For me, it's it will, it is and will forever be just man, uh little buddy getting yeah. his head melted man yeah. that whole scene the the tension of wonder because we, we at this point we've seen a button shoot the laser so you're like okay it's just going to shoot a laser through his head or you know you're waiting to see what the combination of the mask with the silver shamrock button on it with the uh with, with you know with the tv making the weird broadcast you're waiting to see what happens and then he reaches those hands up and you, he starts clawing at the mask and it's become part of him mm -hmm. and uh, and and he just and he just pulls down and you see that he is now this weird pumpkin and it's just and then and then you're like, oh man his head's melting right so his head hits the ground oh no it's not just melting it's also infected infested with bugs and snakes yep. what don't care. That's awesome. It was, it was, it's, it's such a, it's such a weird thing to go. Okay. So when the lady messed with the button, 
shot a laser in her mouth. Great special effect. When the kid puts on the mask, it fills his head with bugs and snakes and melts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's dope. And yeah. it's just, it, it's they that that scene. And I think that part of it is what we discussed earlier, where it's coupled with that idea of sitting there and watching your son's head melt inside a mask. Mm-hmm. But just the effects when he reaches up and pulls on that mask, just get me. I love that so much. And I, I and I just and and then, like I said, to just go one step further with it. Yeah, they could have just melted his face. And and that could have been it. But then to have the snakes come out and one of them's, you know, a rattlesnake or whatever, and we see it fight Big Buddy. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. that was that that was that was like peak fun horror movie kill right there. No blood, not a yeah. drop of blood, but remarkably scary, remarkably gruesome, and very creative. So that one and then not necessarily one particular kill, but I do love that when the the automatons die, the 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 yellow goo. Like oh, it almost reminded me of phantasm. phantasm. Yeah. Yes, I knew I wasn't wrong in that. Yeah, as to, like that's, that's what my my notes just say yellow goop equals phantasm because yeah, yeah that's, that's as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, it's the phantasm goop. This is great, and so <laughs> I did like it whenever an automaton got wailed on because I got to see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think my favorite one is Mrs. Gutman. Um, but because we talked about Mrs. Gutman, I'm gonna talk about my second favorite one, which is Ellie. Um, and okay. although we don't actually get to see Ellie as Ellie die, we do right. get to see automaton Ellie die. And what what I love so much about that scene is that like he saves her and they run away and you were so caught up in the in the action of what's going on in that moment i i do think that that's that's a brilliant piece of like editing and and storytelling there because the first time you watch this you're really not paying attention to Ellie's face you've got no idea what's going on and anyone who tells me that they knew that she was an automaton from the very first time they watched it, the moment that he saves her, I'll show you a fucking liar. (laughs) Because, because it's impossible for you to know that Uh, again, because the story makes no fucking sense. Right. Right. Like how, how quickly can you do these things? You know, like that's, uh, I don't know, but I accept it. And because I accept it, it makes that turn where finally they get in the car, they get some downtime and he looks at her. Right. And I'm sure, you know, they're 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 going to bang one out again. And yet there's Ellie with that like blank look on her face. And I'm like, I don't think that's the, you know, slide on over, sweetheart face. You know, (laughs) that that is the you know, emotionless blank face of an automaton. And it's like, Oh fuck. He's about to die. Isn't he? And then they play it for laughs. That's the moment (laughs) that you can play it for laughs because he rips her arm off. Right. And then the arm comes back after he's like, and and then they, they do the whole, uh, you know, the, the alien scene with, uh, with the head, right? Like Ian Holm as, um, uh, fuck what uh what was the name of the alien uh the, uh, the, the robot Bit- no not bishop um oh bishop fuck. from two yeah bishops from two uh, Shit, i can't remember his name 
dude. Fuck it. We know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, him, you know, uh, that that scene of his head being put up, they clearly dug a hole in the ground. Right. And, and had her head sticking out. And it fucking works, man. It sells the effect. Right. And then he's in the car and the, the hand reaches out for him. It's very Evil Dead, yeah. you know, uh, before Evil Dead 2 had come out. You know, uh, it's it's awesome. It's really great. It's kind of funny. And, and is What's that, that the android from from Alien? Ash, it is Ash. Ash yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, thank you. I'm glad you said that because I was like, yeah, <laughs> Ash is the guy from Evil Dead. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> stupid. <Sorry. laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I I love that kill. You know, because it's it's like that last one right before we get to the grand finale, where it's like. You know, they're here, they're here, they're coming, and they're here. You know, it, it, it's um man, I love it. You know, it's uh yeah. it's it's a it's a great kill, and it's I think a great way to end the movie. And yeah. that's the pot that's the other body snatcher reference, by the way. What's that? The end, the 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 end where yeah. Tom Atkins is screaming at the uh oh yeah, yeah, yeah at the people on the on the news, yeah. Uh mm-hmm. so I mean, I, I, is there is there anything? Were there any glaring holes in what we've done here that anybody wants to address? Um, uh, I, I have a hot take. Service. Go for okay. it. Okay, I have a hot take. Um, I'm not saying that it's more iconic, but I'm saying I like it more. The score in this movie. Mm, this is Fuck, the man. tremendous score. Yeah, I I, this that. is one of John Carpenter's bangers, man. What? Fuck, he's so goddamn. Yeah, good. it's it's a it's a, an amazing score, and the. There's, and there's even a part of it that bums me out uh, that every time I watch the movie, it's like the only thing about the movie that bothers me. But I recognize the effectiveness of it where it's like halfway through. It's when the automatons come for Ellie in the hotel or the motel. And there's this piercing. And you yeah. think it's like a, a like a fire smoke alarm going off. And it lasts for a good, yes, solid four minutes, like of not letting up in the movie. And every time I hear it, I'm like, "They're gonna keep doing this." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it it does create that tension that something just went off, and you think it's an alarm at first, but it's just part of the score." And it's it's dude, it's awesome. He's so he's the best, dude. He really is. He's he's the master of the synthesizer, man. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. He's touring so, now. I wonder if that's in his if if that's in his oh. set list. He's touring. Is is he coming yeah. here? No, he's I not know. coming here. No, we never get anyone. No way. But imagine right. that's in it. Well, that's going to take <laughs> us to just four minutes of <laughs> just the one key. Just yeah, just holding yeah. the one down and drinks a whole beer. <laughs> so that's going to take us to the part in the show where we rate this movie. Now we like was like to remind everybody that we only rate a movie against itself. So while this is part of the Halloween franchise, whatever rating we give it here does not have to reflect at all on what we think of other Halloween movies, which is why for each movie, we create a unique rating system. And for this one, we had a little pre pre-show discussion and I believe we decided to go with, with spooky silver shamrocks so out of a possible five spooky silver shamrocks what do you give this one peter i'm giving it a five <laughs> i love this movie so, so much and uh it's just it's its own thing for me and i kind of like the fact that it, it has this messy history it, it makes me like it even more when people when i see people getting tripped up over it i like it even more it's, it's that good all right so we got that one gabby what about you uh it's a three for me fair 
I think it's, it's like that's you, higher you know, than I thought you were gonna give it. Same. Yeah, really. yeah, I really I was flirting with the two, but I didn't. <laughs> I I feel like I like it a little bit more, and especially after this conversation, I think I appreciate the kills more, and mm. uh, and and like I said earlier, the iconography is just it's so good that I feel like it deserves a little bit more. I mean, it's still trash, but it's <laughs> like, it's like the type of trash is like eating hot Cheetos. You're like, I know right. this is trash, but right. <laughs> yes. I guess. So it, it gets a three, it gets a three for kills and for like standout iconography. Okay. Dave. Um, I'm going to go four and a half for, uh, for this one. Um, I can't give it the full five because I don't think it's a perfect movie uh, because I do think that you can have uh, a movie with a completely ridiculous premise and, and still have it make a little bit more sense, you know? Um, like, I, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. Like you can have uh, a movie that's just bonkers, but also it mostly makes sense. Like I, I right. think the the dread from uh, 2012 or whatever it was with Carl Urban as Judge oh, Dread, yeah, 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 is a perfect example of that. Like the movie is just fucking wild the whole time, and yet like one thing follows the next, and it's like okay, I'm with you, I'm I'm following this thing all the way until we get to floor 200, and Mama just fucking explodes, <laughs> right? Like it's fucking awesome, um, and I think this movie's awesome. But there's that one glaring thing that it's like, eh, doesn't really make sense. And I'm mostly okay with that, but I can't call it perfect because of that. Um, so I'm, I'm going to dock a half star. Um, and like really like two of these fucking stars is just based on Halloween vibe alone. Shamrock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Shamrock. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, spooky silver shamrocks. <laughs> You know. <laughs> Two more yeah. days till Halloween. Halloween. Uh, so I'm I've been I've been back and forth with this one a lot, and I feel like I say that every week because I, I never I, I've had people ask me, you know, like well, what are you gonna it's like eating hot cheetos? <laughs> perfect. Yeah. yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um I, I have people ask, you know, like oh, well, uh, you know, oh well, what are you gonna rate it? I don't know because I genuinely uh my ratings are the the Michael Scott quote, you know, I start a sentence and I and I don't know where it's gonna go. Uh, so this movie, I thought I kind of knew, but as this show tends to do, I I'm, I'm going to go a little bit higher than this. So I was flirting with the three and a half, but I've had a lot of fun with this and it's, it, it is, it is a solid, just, it, it's a Halloween movie, not just from the franchise, but this is a good movie to watch in October and I know Dave watched with his son. Like, this is one that I may watch with, with my 11-year-old. Now that I've just kind of seen it all again, it's like, all right, close your eyes for the, you, close your eyes for the nipple, right? So <laughs> I, I, I did fast forward through that part. <laughs> yeah, I don't need his mother asking me. I, it already happened with, uh, with Purple Rain. Uh, <laughs> I, I totally forgot about that scene with Vanity. And um, oh, that scene ended and he goes, hey, can we watch that part again? <laughs> Oh yes, um, but so I'm gonna like no, you little perv. I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one. I'm gonna let this be for Spooky Silver Shamrocks. It's it was it's a lot of fun to watch. We've got a great villain. We get some great kills. Uh, I mean, if nothing, the, the creativity of just pouring the buttons on them after he's. By the way, that whole scene 
and I didn't, I forgot to mention that the whole scene of them infiltrating where they walk behind the moving rack of masks, like something straight out of a Looney Tunes cartoon, (laughs) steal, steal the box of, but reprogram the computer with nobody noticing, even though he's in a circle of like 14 of them and and pours the bucket and they all start misfiring. That's, that's genius and it's hilarious and it was fun and I it loved tracks. it. And yeah. yeah, so this is, this is for silver spooky shamrocks for me. It, it was, I, I enjoyed it and it is definitely one that I'm going to put back in my Halloween rotation. All right. It, that's, we that's also got win. the joy of like, that's the real joy of this movie is talking about the nonsense. And I think that yes. elevates it for most people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One I, of those. I, I agree. Um, so if I mathed correctly, uh, this gives us 4.125 stars, uh, but we don't do decimals here. Correct. Um, so we're just going to round that to four spooky show silver shamrocks. There it is. Um, yeah, it. I don't know why I keep defaulting the stars today. Too many I, don't think I've, I don't think I've ever done this before. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, welcome to shiver a freshman podcast um so um thank you so very much gabby peter we love having you all on uh we don't have to wait till uh till next october um you know that maybe i'll hit you up in a couple of months yeah yeah Yeah, see uh see, see what's coming coming out soon um Barbarian should be coming out um, oh, streaming yeah. soon, so I, I I don't know if maybe yeah. that's something y'all. Hey, there's a lot of spooky Christmas stuff that comes. That's out. true. Oh wait, there's this one with David Harbor. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, I, night. yeah. I, like, I, I don't I don't know if that's a horror movie as much as it is Death no. Wish with Santa Claus. Yes. I'm here for that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm not downplaying. Yeah. Just, Have you guys done Krampus? We, we did. did Krampus yeah. Last oh, year. Yeah. Good. Strong. Yeah. We didn't do um, Black Christmas yet. No, I've never seen we, Black Christmas. Oh, we should do Black Christmas Both then. Are, Both of them are That great. way you can watch yeah. it for the first time. Maybe and we'll, uh, yeah. the, the original. Don't, don't do Black Xmas. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. um, I like them both. I'm adding it to the list. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, but the, the new one didn't have Margot Kidder. No, it didn't. You got me there. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> or Olivia Hussey. If you if you've enjoyed this show, make sure you head to shiverpod.com where you can find links to all of our social media. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, everything at shiverpod. All the links are at shiverpod.com. You can also find links to wherever you want to listen to our episodes, links to the YouTube channel where you can watch us live on YouTube and Facebook every Wednesday at 9, 8 central. We will be wrapping up spooky season next week with something very, very special. And we're super excited about it. It is bound to be our most off the rails episode of all time. So hang around so you can check that one out. Um, and if you like the show, share an episode, get a friend to listen. It would it would mean the world to us. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you to everybody who chimed in today. It's the most comments we've gotten in a while. We appreciate all you guys yeah. watching tonight. Very nice. Uh, Peter, Gabby, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, you can find me anywhere online at attack. Peter, uh, got a, a bunch of fun stuff coming out, uh, real soon and some big, big news coming out before the end of the year. Oh, nice. Excellent. Very nice. Gabby. Uh, you can follow me at double trouble, which is an impossible thing to say online. Cause it's not spelled that way. So somebody will put it somewhere for you to follow me. <laughs> Um and uh DBL dot TRBL was that it? TRBLE. TRBLE, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I'm working in video games now, so uh go play Escape Academy, which is one of the games we just put out recently. We're coming out with DLC very soon, so you're gonna wanna if you like escape 
rooms, you'll like this game. So go play it. It's free on Xbox Game Pass. Just go. Awesome. Okay. There you go. All <laughs> right. Um, so on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much. We can see you shivering.